This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Our 2022 crop was made by our subsoil moisture reserves, which despite little rain and a lot of heat last summer, carried our local crop through. Further west of where they had lighter soils, they were not so lucky. Our 2022 corn crop started in the fall of 2021 with 5 to 6 inches of subsoil moisture recharge. That continued during the winter and into the early spring with conditions wet enough to delay planting. The 2022 crops drained our subsoil moisture profile and we now have zero recharge to date. The trade thinks that the price of corn will buy additional acres in 2022, but I think that will be difficult to accomplish that without a significant shift in agronomic conditions. Soybeans are a drought crop and they require no nitrogen fertilizer. Some who typically put nitrogen on in the fall say that they are not doing so because soils are too dry. In our region, corn on corn was a drought rootworm related disaster, and I think that farmers may be looking to plant less rather than more corn on corn. More corn acres in the eastern corn belt does Kansas feedlots little good with their feed costs. One price that the Chicago Border Trade sets is the crop insurance guaranteed price. It is doing that now, setting the fall price average based on the average price of December corn this month. The first shot at setting the 2023 guaranteed price of corn will be the average of December corn next February. I think that we need more corn acres planted, and 5 to $6 corn is not going to cause farmers to add marginal acres, which is all the reserve acreage that we have left in the United States, given the current cost structure. If the corn market wants more acres, it will not buy them with lower prices. A friend of mine told me that he thought that he would have $7 cash corn sales opportunities where we live for some time to come, regardless of what the Chicago board price did, and I agreed with him. The rest of our conversation had to do with production. The drought is having a negative impact on harvest results. We have had grain dryer-like weather conditions during the fall that caused crops to shut down and dry down much more quickly than usual in the western Corn Belt and Plain states. My son finished harvesting his corn last week, a 107-day variety coming out at 15.5%. Farmers in South Dakota have reported corn there as dry as 11%. There is still corn to harvest here. It will be so dry that yield is being lost. USDA had harvested 89% of their corn plots for the October production report, which is well ahead of the 31% that farmers had harvested at that time. I think that there is a production loss from the extreme dry-down conditions that will result in another USDA revision lower in the 2022 corn yield. The accelerated drought-related dry-down yield loss for soybeans is much worse than for corn. Some of my soybeans were 8-9% to moisture, and a friend says that he had soybeans as dry 6.5%. The blast furnace conditions dried soybeans on green stalks faster than they could harvest them, he says he lost five bushel per acre to harvest shatter lost and low moisture content. The USDA says that they had only harvested 42% of their soybean plots for the October crop report. They reduced the U.S. soybean yield from 50.5 to 49.8 bushel per acre in that report. That was just their first cut. The drought was still in progress impacting the soybean harvest. I told you that the 40 million bushels of soybeans that they found in the September stocks report will be eliminated by a lower yield in their October production report. 
Now I'm telling you that they do not have the drought-related harvest loss factored in yet, and their November soybean yield should be further reduced. The carryover was projected at 200 million bushels. Bears think that exports will decline. They will have to, as I think that the pipeline will be empty and we will not have them to sell. Another thing that should be noted is that the soybean crush margins are positive at current prices. There will be some regionality to the soybean market, too. There's a lot of crush capacity under construction, and the USDA increased the domestic crush by 10 million bushel. Incentives for biofuel improve, and the feed supply of all types will be short West River. Last year, we had positive basis to the Chicago Board of Trade paid for soybeans here, and we have less supply and more crush capacity than a year ago. The continuing drought and higher cost structure supports soybeans versus corn acres in 2023. Official estimates are now for a record soybean yield and corresponding production in Brazil over 152 million metric tons, expecting the Lenini to fade. First of all, it would be very hard to improve upon that production forecast, and they similarly forecast huge production and a fading La Nina last year, which did not happen. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.